What's up, guys? Hope the week is off to an epic start. Uh, this week's episode of Adulting is brought to you by our friends at Ledge Lounger, Foria Wellness, and Drew Coffee. If uh, you're ready to give Drew Coffee a try, just head on over to drewcoffee.co and use code ADULTING at checkout for 30% off your first bag. Uh, but as always, until then, enjoy the show. This is Adulting Like a Mother Father. Thanks for tuning in to learn more. We applaud you. Now sit back, relax, so baby, keep it pushing while we have a couple laughs and maybe get a little mushy. But don't forget to take a deep breath. Adulting can be hard sometimes. Just take the next step. Pick the right foot up and put in front of the left. You do this over and over and you'll be ahead of the rest. And let me introduce you to the star of the show, Daniela Monet. I bet you probably heard her say, Chicago, Chicago. Well, now she's all grown up and got a little baby boy. His name is Gio. Dang, what a bundle of joy. We're a tribe of three, but we're building a community. So come along. It's time for some adulting. Welcome back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm Daniela Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew, the father. And we're both Hit adults. And if you're an adult or just trying to be one, this is the show for you. You guys, thank you so much for all the support with our new merch that we just dropped. You can check it out at adultinglikeamotherfather.com. Um, we've got all kinds of cool styles. I'm wearing, well, we're actually both wearing pieces of our merch. As we should be. Yeah, I'm wearing the, um, I don't even know what this color is actually called on the website, but it's like a, you know, like, it's like a, a creamy, sand, sandy uh, pullover. Yeah, it's beautiful. And you've got the... Um, I've got the pepper tea on right now, the coffee, then adulting pepper distress tea. Which is perfectly fitting because we're sitting in our car with two cups of coffee in tow. And uh, we've had a week, you guys. That we have. We've had a week. That we have. Oh, uh, one more thing on the merch real quick, guys. The sale goes through the 15th and then it's done. So if you've got your eye on something, make sure you go and check out and grab your stuff. If you haven't checked it out yet, go to adultinglikeamotherfather.com. Check it all out. Get what you need. Get what you want. But June 15th is your last day to grab something. And I will add to that, you guys. The first hundred orders are getting autographed Polaroids of us. <laughs> so hopefully you want, want one of those. <laughs> You know what? We'll make the Polaroids worthwhile, okay? We'll we'll do something extra for you. Um, all right. I don't know what that really means. Are we would we just showing our butts? What are we doing here? A what? I'm trying to make it really exciting. What's a butt? <laughs> I can't even see it. Oh, inhale, exhale. It's been um, a week. It's been a week. As we do, we do wins and fails, so let's just jump into that. I, I'm gonna hit you. Okay. You wanna go first? I do. Hit me. So as a lot of people probably have experienced this in their lives. I had a bit of a, a confrontation with a a friend. Mm, yep. And yep. those are not always easy to navigate. They're certainly not enjoyable. Um, but you have to just, you know, steadfast ahead. And I, um, I experienced like, you know, what, seemed like a pretty decent conversation we got to a good place towards the end but um there were some definitely emotional feelings so i feel like i'll just like wrap it up pretty quickly we have you know a friend in our life who was a neighbor of ours and um she's in the service industry she does some pretty um some like body work basically like a massage trigger work whatever and um she was working on one of my family members and I offered to pay for that person's session and I had no idea how <laughs> expensive these sessions were. And so when I asked for the price, I was sort of just blown away. And because we're pretty close with this person, like I just expressed that I was like, whoa, that's that's a lot more than I thought and like made a joke about getting a family discount. Um, and it really, 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 really offended this person. And I felt pretty badly about it but I had no idea I had no idea that she was offended until the end of the day when they um, when she had reached out to me and to make the story pretty short um, you know I don't love confrontation I don't think anyone really does but it's such a big piece of adulting like huge navigating people's feelings um, when they're hurt getting to a place of, you know, resolution or understanding um, or just being neutral and then sort of like processing it after, which takes me to my win. Um, you guys, I've been trying to work out. I 
working with Sam in person once a week, but he has this app platform and um, I'm now working out twice outside of the in-person training session via the app. So I was working out the next day after this confrontation and it was really helpful for me to have some like space to like process it after the fact. And um, I don't think I would have had the time to process it had I not given myself that space to work out. So the win is physical activity is an absolute goat in life. Okay. Um, Really helps you like just do something for yourself and also clear your mind. Um, And the fail is just F confrontation. Mm. (laughs) And, and, and honestly, in so many words, and I'm just going to say it because it's how I feel like drama. I'm not about it. Yeah. I'm with you on that. It's Yeah. Yeah, some things can be, uh, some things are way too much for for what they are, and they can definitely be avoided. And for me, like, it always comes back to communication. Like, as as adults, like, we can avoid, like, these major, major emotional feelings by talking about things, like, as they arise rather than sitting on them and letting them fester. Yeah, and build resentment, and then I think it just compiles, and it becomes so much bigger than it has to be. Yeah. I want to ask you what your takeaway was from like the way you processed it, like what did you walk away feeling like made you more successful than you have been in the past? Um, I'm grateful that I've been working more on actively listening because I think that's what I helped me. I was hoping me. you would say that. Yeah. It helped me get through the conversation because when someone's really heated or just emotional, it doesn't really get you anywhere if you start to react or become defensive. So I think I just took that approach and I just tried really hard to listen to what was being said and like, you know, where it was coming from, where it was coming from and like read into it so that I don't come from a place of like, whoa, 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 which is where you want to go. Right. Like if someone's coming at you, I think we all want to just get defensive immediately. But I wanted to like, I wanted to help resolve the situation and I didn't want to make it about me or anything else. Obviously this person was hurt. That was totally not my intention. Um, you know, like I said, we got to a a good place, but it would have gone a different way had I brought what I felt to the table, which is why I'm grateful for working out because those like feelings I had after the fact were a lot more, um, like real for me, like I, I kind of felt upset after the fact. And so being able to like work out physically helped me work through like my own feelings. And I don't feel like I necessarily have to bring those up to the person. I feel like I can like process them on my own. Yeah. 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 I mean, there may be a time and a place to have another conversation. Sure. Um, Cause in any situation, right. It always takes two to tangle. Like yeah, somebody can't, pop off on somebody else and say a bunch of hurtful things and expect that that person on the other side is not going to feel hurt sure. at any level, you know? Yeah. So I think it's okay to, to feel the way you feel. I think you did a really good job of, of processing it and handling it. I was, I was proud of the way you did that. Let's, let's, let's say what you really said. What did I say? Well, it, it happened on a Friday. Okay. So we went on our date night last, um, that night and it was just the two of us. And, and Andrew said it was really hot. Oh yeah, I did say that. <laughs> I did. I did because uh in all honesty, I I'm going to be very blunt. Like I haven't seen a lot of that from you. And that's one of the things like to me it just this sounds silly, but it just comes back to uh communication. I I watched you communicate in a way that like I don't often see you do. And it like just it made me feel more strength and it made me feel like I, I gained more respect from you in that moment. And it also just made me feel like, whoa, you know, when push comes to shove, like it almost made me feel like I could lean on you a little bit and it felt good. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be that person, you know? And like I said to you and when it all went down, I, I said it, I use these opportunities and I don't have many like this come up. But I have had, you know, a couple like memorable ones in the last few years and one pertaining to like a business situation where I had to really step up and, and um, assert myself and represent myself. And, and I think like that experience really taught me 
that these opportunities are like exercises. For sure. And just like (laughs) what we'll get to later in the show, um, I find that there are a lot of opportunities in life that feel like to me, like if I just spin it in a way, it's an exercise. It's an exercise to show up. It's an exercise to like do what you wish you would have done in hindsight most times. Yep. Um, and try to like be present and take yourself out of like that anxious feeling of not knowing how to handle things in the moment and just try to like check in and resolve and move on. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I want to touch on this just one more time because I feel like it's the key, right? You said active listening. If it, the thing is, if you're not, if you're not listening and actively listening, then you can't address anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just feels like feelings and emotions and that's it. But if you're not actually hearing what people are saying and where it's coming from, then you can't address it. Sure. And sometimes it takes a moment to really understand the layers. Sure. But that's, I mean, to me, that's about asking questions. Yep. Yep. Because that's what I learned from that, that conversation was that it may have seemed like she was upset about one thing, but it wasn't that. No, it's way deeper. It was way deeper. There was a lot more that, um, that she was feeling that I would have no awareness. Some of it, some of it, I mean, a lot of it was outside of your control. That's what I'm saying. Things that like, it wasn't you asking that one question for a family discount. Right. That like really set her off. It was everything below the surface. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, it's important to note this. This is not how I operate all the time, but I am someone, and I'm sure you guys know this by this point, like we're just really kind of frugal, especially when it comes to like luxuries, right? Like little things that like aren't necessarily a necessity. I think we know where to spend and how to spend, but um, there are moments where like I will maybe try and find a discount. Like I have no shame in that game. Dude, but who doesn't? Who doesn't? You yeah, know? you work hard for your money. And I understand like service industries, also, they, they also work very hard to, to have the business that they have. Um, and I respect people for it. But I mean, it was just it was just a question, you know, I, I think and I tried fine. to sl- I, I, slide in there like with a joke. You know? Of course, of <laughs> course. I mean, if you haven't learned this yet, everything in life is negotiable. Right. And p- maybe people don't come off their price or a business doesn't come off their price. That's OK. But, like, it's always worth trying. Yeah, I mean... And in this case, it's a special situation, right, where it's a close person in our life and the question offended them based on, like, what they believe their value is and and a bunch of other circumstances. But that wasn't your intention. No, of course not. Of course not. So... Um, So that's my win and fail. Okay. Okay. There's definitely more that happened over the course of the last few days, but I'm going to leave it at that one because it really kicked off the weekend. Sure did. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I'll hit mine real quick. Um, My fail is that Gio has been screaming his little head off. He's teething. 24 hours. Yeah. So we believe he's teething. He's got a mouthful of like a hundred teeth already, so I don't know where the other ones are coming <laughs> There's in. There's literally like four empty spots, and those are the ones that are really hitting us right now. I I've thought that's what it was like early on, like say twenty four hours ago when he sort of started. Um, because sometimes he just he's just like he just bursts into into cries and screams like what in what feels like out of nowhere, and he's kind of inconsolable, you know. And it's like he's like in and out of it for a while. The fail is this, that like it just tests my patience so much and it may be more of a male thing than it is a female thing. But at a certain point, I'm like, dude, I need a break, you know, because it like it like literally feels like it's scrambling my brain and then I get agitated and uh, I'm not exactly the father that I want to be in the in that situation. You know, I do think it's natural, but I want to continue to to test the level of patience that I have and remain calm and loving and, and, and like flat for him, you Mm -hmm. know, consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Try to be at least. So my fail is if, if I didn't say it already is just that like I've been losing my patience. I felt like in the last 12 hours or so, like I've had to do several things to just like bring myself back to center. Um, but we're getting there. And my win is that if you watched our stories or anything on Instagram, probably saw that we were in Huntington beach this weekend. Mm-hmm. which was amazing. It was so beautiful down there. If you haven't been, it's, it's part of SoCal. The The beach is incredible. The area is beautiful. Like you can walk everywhere. It's, it's great. Right. But the best part was, is that 
we met up with friends that I go way back with, like decades back with. My buddy Steve-O and I, we met when I was probably 12, 13. And we used to live in the same neighborhood, so we would go back and forth. We went to junior high school together, played basketball together. And then eventually he moved away with his family. But he would come back because they still had some family in my area. And he would come back like once a year or whatever. And we would, we would always get together. And we've been doing this for 20 years. It's so cool. Which is crazy. Now everything's changed, right? Like they're a family of five. We're a family of four. It was just so cool to get everybody together. And it's like... Commiserate whole, together. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> the whole point is like just, just making it priority to make time for the people that, that mean the most to you. Yep. You know? So it was just it was just awesome to spend some time together, and uh, hopefully we'll do it again. They live out in St. George, which is incredible in its own right. So we'll have to get out there and see them there. Yeah. All right. Um, I have quite a bit to dive into, so let's just take a quick break, and um, we'll get back with the rest of it. More adulting like a mother father when we come back. All right. Listen up, ladies. Would you like to have better sex or just find a more exciting way to be intimate with yourself? Yes, please. (laughs) Okay, ladies. (laughs) All right. Foria Wellness is on a mission to close the pleasure gap. Foria was the first brand to create a comprehensive product line addressing the sexual and pleasure needs of women specifically. So obviously you got me there. Um, They have an intimacy collection line and it includes CBD enriched arousal oil, lubricant and suppositories to help alleviate women's issues related to painful sex or menstrual cramps and even postmenopausal issues um their awaken arousal oil is one of their best-selling products so they call it like the pre-game right it's the pre-game yeah and then the lubricant is the uh thing that keeps the party going which kiana said the lubricant is something that everybody should be using all the time that was a mind-blowing moment sure was okay so we've learned a lot you guys um this is something that we should all really take seriously it's hard to make time for yourselves and really like you know care enough to to make the experience worthwhile and this is what takes it to the next level but it's i mean it's like it seems almost too simple but intimacy is like a major part of being humans which we all are you know what i mean that's why it's called sexual wellness Right. Because wellness is the key point here. <laughs> but I, th- I mean, everybody enjoys it, but I don't think we put enough uh, time or focus or attention on it. And then like life gets in the way as we get older with families and kids and we're in long-term relationships and it just, it doesn't become the focal point anymore. And I think we need to come back to that. Absolutely. Preach. Preach. Um, Foria has an offer for you guys, um, special for our listeners. You can get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash adulting. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com slash adulting. And you can get 20% off your first order. That's a deal. <laughs> Enjoy. And now back to adulting like a mother father. All right, guys, we're back. Um, I want to get into a couple things that happened over the course of our 24-hour family trip um, for the first time, which, by the way, you guys, wow. Just wow. Traveling's different with two ones. It's, two it ones. is a wild experience, okay? Um, it started off nice. We got in the car around nap time on Saturday afternoon. Um and they slept and it was beautiful. So we were just like, okay, let's get there. Let's just relax. And uh, before I unpack all of that, I want to I wanna go back a little bit because the reason why I booked this trip, A, we had friends in town, but it actually didn't even happen because it didn't necessarily happen because the friends were in town. Okay? No? Yeah. So on Friday... I stepped out of the house for what seemed like the first time in 10 days <laughs> because I was kind of just losing my mind. I felt like the walls were closing in on me. Just haven't had any like time to think space for myself. So all I did was go and get some smoothies. Um, and I went down Sick. the street. Okay. <laughs> and I went to go grab some smoothies for the family. And um, I had this, I guess what you would call like somewhat of a, a panic attack or that's what it felt like at least. Um, 
we live near Ventura Boulevard, which is like just kind of a main street for people and restaurants and just kind of chaos at this point. There's quite a bit of, um, you know, there's a quite a bit of homeless people around us a lot. And there was one in particular that happened to be right near the smoothie shop. And I was sitting outside waiting for the smoothies and, um, he went off on like two people walking on the sidewalk. And I thought for sure things were going to get really scary fast. And I felt like just triggered in that moment. Like I didn't feel safe. I, I was contemplating pretty much everything. And I've been kind of having these feelings recently where I've just felt like, you know, where we live now has changed and, you know, being a mom and raising a family, your perspective on like safety and the things that, may not feel safe or different now. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel awful that there are people that, you know, are homeless and or, you know, mentally ill. And it it breaks my heart to see it. And I want nothing more than for these people to live their best lives as well. And I think ultimately, like, a lot of choices got to where they are. And I can accept that, you know, I can't necessarily change their life. Um but now I can take a step back and say, I just feel more comfortable being somewhere, living somewhere where there's less of that because I'm, you know, still a new mom and I have little kids and I want to feel like I can trust, you know, going to get a smoothie and like, God forbid, you know, this person's not going to attack myself or my family. So I came home and I sat in the car for a few minutes and I texted Andrew while he was in the house and I said, we need to get out of the house this weekend. Like we need to go someplace ASAP. Scrolled on Airbnb, didn't find anything and um, looked at the calendar and I was like, oh my gosh, we have friends in town this week. So let's go to Huntington. And that's why I like instantly was like, okay, booking booking a hotel. We need to get away. We get to Huntington. Um... And realize, wow, this is a lot. We have so much stuff to lug up to the room for 24 hours, but we're going to make the most of it. And we're really committed to this. Um, and I think, like, ultimately, we both experienced some form of anxiety throughout the trip. And one thing happened that kind of um, caught me by surprise. Um, it was we were at the pool and our friends had ordered like some snacks for the kids, like a fruit plate with this like yogurt dip and some guacamole and chips. And Gio is such a foodie. You guys, you know this, you've seen it on my story. He can eat all day, every day. And not only that, like you can't breathe, like you cannot eat or drink or open or bring anything around him without him, like without that getting his attention and him wanting some. Right. Exactly. And you know, for most of Gio's life, he's been at home with us. And if he hasn't been here, he's been, you know, at our family's house. And the things that we eat and the way that we eat is convenient. And it's really all he knows. And this was like the first experience where Gio was exposed to, you know, some like non vegan food, which was this yogurt dip. And he really wanted to dip um, the fruit into the yogurt. And I had this, like, moment inside of me. Sheer panic. Well, not even sheer panic. Just, like, I didn't know how to have that conversation with my one-year-old. And I felt guilty because I've made this choice to be vegan. I understand why I'm vegan and I fully support, you know, my lifestyle. But trying to make that decision for Gio in that moment... Um, was a lot harder than I ever thought it would be because I couldn't have a conversation with him and and really make him understand the why and I wasn't going to try and so I did this thing that I was I didn't feel great about but I just said like oh Gigi that's that's yuck that's yuck and he understands yuck and like he knows that like you know so I had to like sit with those feelings for a while And I brought it up to you. I'm still trying to process like where I sit with it. But here's what's so weird. I wake up this morning and my friend Bianca, who's also vegan and has a child the same age as Gio, texted me. um, And she texted me this article. And she said, my dad just sent this to me. um, And she wanted to know my thoughts. And it's an article saying that new study looks at the dangers of a vegan diet for infants. Now, before we like go down the rabbit hole... um, 
a lot of these articles can be very biased, right? And they could have these agendas. And for all I know, this is paid by, you know, paid for by the dairy industry or something. And I really mm-hmm. have to dig into it. But it certainly um, brings up a conversation that I really never thought I would I would have to have. I think for me, it felt like, and you guys have asked me this a million times. What if your kids don't want to be vegan? How are you going to approach veganism with your kids? Like, why are you making this decision for them? And this is really the first time where I've had to like come to terms with those questions. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, the first real test because I know that there's going to be many situations, right? Like life is full of experiences. I don't want to rob geo of experiences and food is a big part of life. Um, and now that we're venturing out, we're going to be around people with different diets and, different ways of doing things I have to have and we have to come to terms with like our, our approach, you know, yeah. he's a pretty righteous little dude. And when he wants something, he wants something. And I want to be able to explain, you know, why or why not. And I, I feel like the best way to do this is a figure out if what we're doing for him is in fact the healthiest approach because in my heart I feel like it is Mm -hmm. but um, I almost feel like I'm open to talking to a professional like a nutritionist or someone who is completely unbiased who can give me the actual facts and the data Um, and second to that like morally you know how am I going to wrap my head around the the idea of him potentially eating differently than I do yeah I think that's going to be the harder piece I think right now the reality is it's it's like I said it's the first test and you and we having to, to work through a lot of thoughts and emotions and um, I think the reality is is like you don't have the answers right now yeah you know like it's a step-by-step sort of thing I mean your biggest thing was in that moment you felt like like you didn't want to take something away from him, mm-hmm. right? Am I saying that right? Yeah, totally. And so, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Like we chatted about it for a lot on the on, on the drive back, and it's like, okay, you can be. We don't know what the answers are, right? One one path is like you just are always prepared. Like you're more prepared. You always have food ready to go. You're probably carrying around some sort of cooler or bag, whatever. <laughs> always with food. But like in Gio's case where he wants something from whoever has it, like what if he has everything he needs, but their son has something that he wants and it's not vegan. Right. He's got everything he needs over here, plenty of food to keep him full and happy, whatever, but he wants what he has and he doesn't understand the conversation as to like, you know, no, we don't do that. And here's why. What are, you, what are you supposed to do? That's, I don't know. Like, I, I want to talk to someone who's been in this situation before because this is new charted territory and I thought that it would be a lot easier. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of parents who've had kids during quarantine are going through these different topics because for so long we've always been able to control our situation. Mm-hmm. And he's always been under our wing, under our roof, you know, with our things. And that's all going to change, you know? For sure. And I want that to change. I want exposure to new things, you know? He's, he literally has developed just in the last, like, 24 hours because he's been exposed to new people, new outings. We sat at a restaurant. Like, all of these things help him grow. Yep. I don't want to stifle his growth, and I certainly don't want to be... Um, well, there gets to a certain point, too, where where he starts to become his his own human, like a real human, mm-hmm. right? And as parents, like our job, you know, oftentimes we, we make decisions for them based on what we feel is best, right? Because sure. they just don't know yet. And that's what we know is that they don't know. But at a certain point, like you have to let each human be their own human and you have to let them make choices for themselves. So at what point do you do that? Because he's, you guys, he's 20 months, but he doesn't feel like he's 20 months. He can speak almost full sentences. He knows what he wants and what he doesn't want. And again, like, of course, we are the parents and we know what's best for him or we try mm-hmm. to make decisions based on what we think is best for him. But at the end of the day, at what point do you allow a child to 
sort of make some decisions for themselves and especially regarding like food i don't know i I think we need to find some help we need to talk to somebody because i don't have the answers for that yeah yeah no i agree all right everyone sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father All right, guys, the weather is heating up and pool season is around the corner or upon us, depending on where you live. Um, If you've got a pool and you're looking to take your pool game uh, or really your backyard game to the next level, the way to do that is through Ledge Lounger. Now, Ledge Lounger was a pioneer of the in-pool furniture with the creation of the Signature Shays. The brand then expanded to include full collections of in-pool seating, patio furniture, and outdoor games. Um... The Lay's Pillow, which was introduced in the summer of 2020. This thing is sick. Um, Literally every pattern launched since then has sold out. Yeah, it's crazy. It is so cool, so unique. And luckily for you guys, they're saving one for our listeners. So stand by for more details on that. So cool. Uh, From concept to design to manufacturing, every Ledge Lounger product is made with pride in the U.S., uh, materials are rated to withstand chlorine, salt water, and harsh outdoor environments, as well as withstand up to 16,000 hours of direct sunlight. Uh, around the world, Ledge Lounger products can be found in backyards and high-end resorts alike. Okay, bottom line, these things are quality. Okay, we have them in our backyard. We've had them for years. We love the style, the functionality. And and honestly, like, what else what else are you going to put in your pool to like hang out on? There's no other brand that offers the coolest in-pool per- furniture and also some exterior stuff too. We have some stuff that we just love in our backyard. Anyways, you guys, check it out. They have the Lay's Pillow. It's so popular. It keeps selling out. But luckily, Ledge Lounger is holding one, especially for our ALMF listeners. So visit ledgeloungers.com slash adulting to enter to win. Good luck. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. Um, to get back to just the occasions that happened this weekend, um, may or may not suffer a little PTSD from the accident we had on the beach. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is all in 24 hours. The okay? All these but, events but, but, happen. But, yeah, we're probably not special, though. I, I guarantee a lot of parents... Uh, go through a lot of this stuff and you'll explain more in just a second. I think this is just part of the journey of being parents, being a family, having two under two, mm-hmm. like it's just chaos. It can be, you know, yeah. we get to Huntington beach, we get to the hotel, we park the car, we grab out as much stuff as we can or everything we think we need to go meet our friends down at the beach and we're lugging stuff like like we're going backpacking idiots. for three days. Like idiots, okay? <laughs> but not really, because ha- how else were we supposed to do well, it? Well, okay. What I mean by is like we decided that we were going to take one stroller for Ivory and not one for Geo because mm-hmm. Geo can walk and we can make do without, you know, that taking up all this space because we had to bring everything else for them to sleep and so on and so forth. So we had to carry Geo, switch back and forth, and then carry... You know, this little, like, thing that you guys saw, the Fisher-Price, like, outdoor sleep solution situation for Ivory. So, like, we could have some, like, UV coverage for her on the beach. We had to bring her stroller. See, that wasn't the problem. The problem was Ivory. <laughs> we might, we probably should have left her. <laughs> I mean, that would have definitely made a difference. But we had her in, the... in reality, she was the least of our worries all weekend. Yeah, she's... She actually slept better in this hotel because it was blacked out. Like there were a lot of good things. Things can change at any moment, but she's pretty angelic. Yeah, she's pretty angelic. So anyways, we lug all this stuff across this massive beach, which feels like it's the size of Texas. Okay. I'm crying laughing. You know know the feeling when like your shoulders are burning. (laughs) Everything's burning. arms are burning. My neck is never going to be the same. It's hot because it's the first time you've been out at the beach in a while. (laughs) My son, my skin has never seen the sun for that long. (laughs) I'm crying laughing. I'm delirious because I'm thinking. It's harder to walk because it's the the sand. The people we're trying to meet are about a centimeter tall in my eyesight because they are so far away they got the front view of the ocean okay front row and i'm like no freaking way we're gonna make it everything in my body is literally taking a beating but we went because that's what families do they go to sit on the sand in front of moving water Mm -hmm. what's the beach it's the beach i actually have so much more respect like there was there were so many families at this hotel and, and obviously at the beach as well and it's like the reality is, is everybody's doing some version of the same thing. You want to know why? 
They've used the muscles before. They've had the exercise. No, I know. These in are new muscles scenario. for us that we got to flex. We're trying to flex. But we learn. We learn something. Like it was a new experience. We learn something. And like we I, learn have, we need I have a wagon. more respect. We need a wagon. But I have more respect for families that do this. Like moving around with a kid is hard. Moving around with two kids is harder. Mm-hmm. Anything more than that, I almost feel like is impossible. But people are doing it. Correct. Our friends Steve and Emily do it like it's nothing with three kids. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. I think that that part was actually really refreshing for us to see. You're right. Like it was really good for us to be out in the world, see people doing these things with what seems like a lot of ease. I see it all the time on Instagram and it, it boggles my mind. I see all these moms, um, just like rallying through life with a smile, you know, looking put together. And I'm over here thinking, how? Mm-hmm. Okay, let me get to the part that literally leaves me cringing. Okay. We're sitting on the beach. We get there finally. Of course, it's Ivory's feed time because <laughs> at this point we've been in the car for an hour and a half. I'm trying to feed her on the beach. You know, these are people we haven't seen in a while, but I know that, you know, they're cool with breastfeeding, but I'm still just trying to conveniently feed her in this raging sun that she's never seen in her life. <sighs> we get through the feed. I put her in her little you know, sleep solution. This thing is so cool, by the way. It's on my Instagram somewhere. I truly believe it's a must for any family. I lay her it's down. It's like a little dome. It's, it's a like dome a and it protects mat. her from the sun and it stays cool because it has like ventilation. Yeah, she's legit. laying in there. She's relaxed. She's chilling, having the time of her life. And her little bathing suit looks so cute. Um, Gio is like trying to eat, of course. You know, we bring all this food because that's my priority. I stop to get food before we even get to the beach. That was probably the most inconvenient thing to bring because the bag that we got from the grocery store with all the food decided to break. So I had to carry it from the bottom, which... Again, don't have the time, don't have the muscles, don't have the capacity. Finally get the food there. Gio's eating, having a time of his life, you know, trying to get used to new people. Not the most socially equipped human being yet, but we're working at it. And then he makes the wrong turn and his 30-pound body falls into the dome The dome, with our four-month-old and angel of a child. He just power drived her head. Okay. With his the butt. whole dome freaking collapsed and I without even thinking for a second I don't really remember what I did but somehow I managed to toss Geo. Yeah, you tossed him. Mhm. Not proud of it. Mhm. But in that moment you save you save the one that's underneath the other one. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I knew he was landing on sand. I mean, it's not like I tossed him overboard. I tossed him out of the dome. I grab Ivory. I'm trying to console her for what felt like an eternity. And your heart, okay? Again, we've been with these friends of ours for probably 20 minutes at this point, And there are people all around us. And yes, the waves are crashing and there's a good amount of like white noise. But this child is screaming. And... Everything goes through your head. Is she okay? How is her brain? Can Like, I, for probably a f- solid 15 minutes, had to, like, talk myself out of this, like, weird headspace of, like, what just happened? Is everything going to be okay? And did I throw Gio over? Like, is he okay? Is she going to have some weird, like, aftershocks where, you know, I don't know. Like, she's a small human being, and he's 30 pounds. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I, I think it's totally normal. I mean, you get scared because you don't want one of your kids falling on your baby. I think that's it's normal to be scared. Mm-hmm. Um, she was screaming like we really hadn't heard her scream before, so that's a little scary because it's a new sound. You're like, oh, shit. Like, what happened? You and know? we're miles away you know, from... Like, it's normal to worry about uh, a head injury. Mm-hmm. Of course, that would be your biggest fear, right? Long story short, I think that she's okay. No, she's okay. It probably took 10, 15 minutes for her to be okay. When she saw Dada, she just lit up. Oh, gosh. I knew that that she was okay then. See, Andrew stepped in because he saw the look of, like, sheer... May I do fear. I, I do what I do. Like Oh I'm, I'm, wow, if you could see what he's doing with his hands right I now. I do what I do. My hands going the straight up and down in front of my face. Down. He is I do what grooving. I do. Okay. Okay, so I do. I do what I do as a, like I'm always aware of my surroundings, right? And I'm I'm aware of emotions and like I don't need you to say anything. I can see the look on you and I know that you're panicked and you need help. Like I'm gonna help. 
so I step in and just try to like take it away from you. Same mm-hmm. thing that you would probably do for me. Yeah. I hope. No, of course. <laughs> I mean, you went for a run this morning and I said, please. Oh, oh thank you. Please. No, please exit the building with this screaming one year old. Yeah, 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 yeah. Long story short, uh, he he went for the, the stone cold stunner. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's a, a move anymore. But anyways, he, he dropped his people's butt on on her head mm-hmm. at the beach. Oh wasn't good for it wasn't good for anybody. No, but she ended up OK. Uh, we got through it. We, we chilled for a little bit longer. Gio freaking loves the beach. He the loves the beach. He kept pointing at it and going, pool, pool. Uh-huh. I said, mate, that's a big pool. It's <laughs> a pretty strong pool. But he wants to go. He's, he has no fear. No fear. But he also, it's the weirdest thing in the world. Like, he doesn't feel cold. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he physically feels it, but it doesn't register mentally. Like, he just, he kept wanting to go into the water. And we go in, like, maybe waist deep for him, right? And I just hold him and let the, the waves sort of, like, crash against him. Mm-hmm. And they're they're small. But the water's not warm. No. And he's in there shivering. His little <laughs> his little lip is going, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Doesn't care. He just wants to it. go back. Mo. He keeps saying, mo, mo, <laughs> mo, which means more. <laughs> And this guy, like, this guy's literally gonna freeze right here, like, but it's not registering upstairs. <laughs> the second he would walk back and like play with a toy or touch the sand, he had to go wash hands, mm-hmm. ocean. Wait, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's crazy. Oh my gosh, there were a lot of really. I think sweet he's. A, moments. I think he's a little bit like legit crazy. No, we're gonna have to work through that. He's just. Um, he just wants what he wants, and I respect him. Like I have an understanding for where he's coming from. I mean, a lot of my family says he's similar to me as a kid. I I don't quite remember, but I just know how I am today. And like, I'm a, I'm a very like in the moment I need what I need kind of person. And so I understand him on that level, but, um, going back to real quick, what also helped me for any moms out there who've, you know, had an accident with their kids or, you know, kids get hurt all the time. Emily and Steve were saying like, that kind of stuff happened to us. Well, mate, like that's what I time. do. That's what I do immediately is like, like go to my resources, right? And they're sitting there with three kids and uh, three boys. So, you know, like they get pretty cray sometimes. And I'm like, uh, have you guys experienced this before? Like, is this normal? Did, did they ever like fall on each other when they were babies? And they were like, oh, yeah. Like it, it's happened a bunch of times. And so for me, like that's how I make that's how I make the situation feel better. I don't know mm-hmm. if you operate like that, but I'm like, I just want to know that this isn't the first time anybody's seen something like this, which of course it's not, you know, yeah. but you need to make yourself feel better. Cause you're like, Oh man, my, my little four month old baby just got her head blasted. You know? Oh my God, please don't ever say those words ever again. It's just, um, it's just a lot when you're like still sort of newly postpartum and I know I really am not now because she's almost four months but I still really want to control as much as I can and I've sort of eased up on that with Gio because he can represent himself a lot better now he can you know sort of explain what he's feeling I'm saying like there's let first of all when you take nursing out of the equation mm-hmm. you know and he's now eating like a you know real human being like and he can explain, like, I have to go to the bathroom. Like, he can say certain things. So, like, I can trust that if anything were to happen, he would be able to at least express how he was feeling to some degree. With Ivory, I I am her vehicle of pretty much everything. Yep. I, I change her. I feed her. I put her to sleep. Like, I take care of her. So there's a level of this, like, control that I try to have to basically keep harm's way out of the way to keep any sort of like situation that isn't going to be best for her you know at bay and so I have to come to terms with like the fact that I can't necessarily control everything because even when I do there will be a situation where Geo accidentally stumbles into the dome yeah well again I think it's normal I think most not every most parents feel that way like they want to control situation and do everything they can to protect their their little baby right because they're so precious but when you have another one running around like geo like he's chaotic sometimes you can't you can't control everything he's going to do and you can't even like you can't even foresee ahead of time what he might do yeah because he's chaotic yeah (laughs) so you know it is what it is you just do your best to to protect her and, and in most situations like it's all totally fine yeah 
Um, I'm going to cut to the very end of the trip. Mm-hmm. We were walking up to, well, first of all, we rented this buggy bike. Okay. Oh my, my quads are still burning. <laughs> burning. We're like, this will be a great idea. It'll be so fun. Everything's for Geo, right? We could care less. But like, oh, this will be so much fun for Geo. We rent this $40 buggy bike for an hour. We ended up using it for like 20 minutes because we were dying. We folded up our Duna car seat stroller thing and literally had ivory wedged in the back seat with me and andrew and i are pedaling this buggy up and down the the pch um or whatever the little path so we get back and we're walking back to the room we have to like basically check out asap because we're a little late and i go to the bathroom and what do i find (sighs) blood everywhere i'm wearing these white flowy pants and i was shocked because like I said, Ivory's not even four months old and I got my period. So what does that mean? So listen, I only have one experience to compare this to, but with Gio, I got my period when he was seven months old. And you guys all know this if you've been listening for a while, but that was the days after getting my period or whenever I was ovulating next um, was the time we got pregnant. You're super fertile. Everything changes. Your hormones change. In a lot of ways, I think it's probably a good thing. I'll probably regulate in some ways, which is nice, but now I have this, you know, new friend that comes and hangs every month. We still haven't figured out, you know, a birth control situation, which I do also want to, um, acknowledge that someone who listens can't thank you enough for this email, um, sent us an email about birth control. And in so many words, I kind of went over it. Um, and this is how we didn't get pregnant for pretty much five years. You have to know your cycle. To a T. There are apps that can help you. Um, you track your symptoms. I've spoken about this before. Um, and now that I have a period, I could really nail down what I know about my body. Um, it's not it's not like a solid form of birth control, but it is a way to be mostly safe. So at least I have that. Um, I need 100% effectiveness. Guess what? That doesn't exist even with birth control. It doesn't exist anywhere? We know people who've gotten pregnant while on the friggin' um, Mirena IUD mm. or just an IUD in Why general. Are you snapping at me? Because my brain, it's oh. to help my brain catch up. Catch up. So a lot <laughs> to unpack, okay? That sounds like we Literally have, still like have, have stuff have to unpack. One option. What? Abstinence. If we do not i just feel like that everything is different right now like sex life is non-existent two kids like you know adjusting to that every day because they change every day we're still trying to find time for like our work and our projects um we're looking at moving like there's just so many moving pieces right now and life looks so different and it's like not that i ever really envisioned what it would be right now but if i had (laughs) I'm not sure it looks exactly like this, <laughs> you know, which is maybe a fail on my part. Maybe I need to do some more envisioning and like create exactly what I want. No, because guess what? People say you cannot plan for this, right? Everyone will tell you there's no perfect time to really have kids. There's no perfect time oh, to do X, Y, and Z. And here we are truly to bring it home, adulting like mother fathers yep 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 yep. yep. we're doing the best we can and um you know we're bringing all of you along for our journey so i um i'm gonna leave it at that it was it was quite the weekend we have a lot to learn we 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 hustled through a lot but the positive is is that we did it we did it we did it yeah we we got one exercise in the books Mm -hmm. as a family of four yeah it's fine i think we just make it less of a big thing yeah and it'll feel easier like it's reality is going to be tough mm-hmm. maybe not always but it's tough because it's not just you and i hopping on a plane there's and going no chill cooling anymore no chill no one day maybe, one day maybe one day feels like a long 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 time from now <laughs> we're gonna be okay we got this okay it's <laughs> what, you what, and me what else is on your crazy list oh we're... gosh i think my my list is tapered off um <laughs> we should do some questions real quick yeah yeah okay i'll i'll skip through some real quick um oh my god there's so many Oh, wow. People are really going there. So I had mentioned that I had a nose job. That's probably the first time I've said this on the podcast. Mm, okay. People want before and after pictures. That's so random that someone brought that up. But um, I have no shame in my game. Let's talk about it. 
let's just make that a quick little subject because um, it was one of the bigger decisions I've made and and really happy with my decision. Um, You guys, recently I decided I'm not going to use filters on Instagram. So this kind of all goes into one big lump sum of loving who you are. And with that, I think it's totally fine to be able to make changes if it feels like that's something that you've thought through and that's going to make you feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. So I did. I made this decision. It was back when I was on um, Baby Daddy. Paid for a nose job. Funny story. (laughs) Booked Baby Daddy because that's usually how it works, right? It's like when you book a big vacation and then you get this crazy work opportunity and you're like, oh, I'll take the loss of how many thousand dollars to now take this opportunity to advance my career. So I chose to literally lose 10 grand on this nose job and do baby daddy but it always was in the back of my head that i really wanted this rhinoplasty and i'm really glad you that had to i use like the medical term right well, this there? is like nose job rhinoplasty mm-hmm. it's the same thing mm-hmm. um but i'm really glad that i i took that crazy hit and and ended up not going with that doctor because mm. i found an amazing doctor um and oh my gosh, I have to find his name. You guys, I have the worst memory in the world. Do you just think burning I up that sort of cash just makes me cringe. So yeah, and the worst part is, is they said you could use it as credit towards like Botox and filler, but I'm not a fan of Botox really. Um, I have experienced my fair share of filler, but I'll be honest with you, you guys. I went to this one doctor for filler that was going to do my nose job, and I got botched. 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 Just my lips, but like bruising galore, unevenness, like bumps and stuff. And if you look back on baby daddy, you can see how I was probably wearing dark lipstick. Like I was talking weird. It's just so weird messing with your face. (laughs) You take such a risk. Yeah. I mean, do I even want to go into the risk I took like prior to? You think this is no big deal? No. The chin? I went, this is how long I've been wanting to get a nose job. Hold on. Half my lip is missing. Okay, that's your bad though, okay? Don't play rec basketball if you can't play rec basketball. What's basketball? Shut up. So, you guys, years ago I'd been talking about getting this nose job. This is before Baby Daddy, before all the things. Um, I was probably early 20s. That's a a goddamn eagle flying all over us. Did you see the size of that bird? No, chill out, okay? Just enjoy the view. We're in the car in the driveway. Just chill out. Drink your coffee. That was a pterodactyl. Give me a second to tell this story. It's wild. Go for it. I go to see a doctor in Beverly Hills. Highly recommended. Does all these like crazy reality stars. Actually see one of the housewives when I'm there. Won't name the name. Frankly, I don't remember. Who was it? I don't remember. So I'm there and I say, I want my nose fixed. And he says, oh, it's not your nose. It's your chin. Mm. And you know what we can do about your chin? He says, I had like a recessed chin. You guys all know I don't have a jawline. I'm not, I'm not Ariana Grande. She's got the most stunning jawline in all the land. I have a chinac and I'm totally fine with it. I've accepted it over the years, but this guy was like, no, we got to, we got to fix that. Okay. I'm a young, in my twenties, this is why you don't go to doctors in Beverly Hills. You got to find someone who's just like the real deal. Who's going to give it to you straight. Yeah, more Who's conservative, who can like look at your face and, and see the beauty in it and not there he is again. give me a second. So it's what does he pay do? Pay attention to your, your Chinex story when there's a pterodactyl flying around. He said that I had this, um, depression on the sides of my chin that basically were indented and he wanted to Botox my chin to flatten out those like dimples and make it look more prominent. And he said in turn, it would give me somewhat of more of an, a jawline. Long story short, this is my first experience with Botox. Well, how and does that address your nose? He said that it would help even out the, like right, so it, it, it would somehow, it would my make profile, your nose less nosy. <laughs> my profile would change if he were to mess with my chin. Okay. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I don't have to open up my face and, and chisel out my nose. Let's try this chin thing. He Botoxes my chin. I'm so sensitive. I've never been exposed to Botox. I had zero, when I say zero mobility of my bottom half of my basically lip down, I'm at that point a working actor. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, and he and I couldn't sp- say my own name. I remember going in for ADR, which is like VO voiceover work for some show I was on. I'll give you the show. It was awesome. This TV. I was hosting the show for Nickelodeon. And if you guys go back to those YouTube videos, I cannot believe I'm exposing myself. You will see 
me work so hard to speak just overly enunciating like half of my face isn't working I look so weird I didn't know how to tell the Nick execs at the time. So I told him I had like this allergic reaction, which in reality, I probably did. I'm probably allergic to Botox. That's probably why I'm not a candidate for it. Um, so long story short, to come back to why I took this 10 grand hit and I didn't use it for Botox and fillers because I'm actually kind of freaked out by it. And you don't just go to just Joe Schmo to like inject your face with anything. Um, but I did find a great doctor eventually circa December of 2017, just days before Andrew decides to propose to me. Just days before I'm proposed to, I get my nose done. And somehow by the grace of God, I was put into the hands of this amazing doctor who does, I think at the time he said he does like 900 rhinoplasties a year. He's the guy. Okay. God, I need to find his name. Ah, I'm so bad with this stuff. I will find his name. He's incredible. He saved the day. He did the most conservative rhinoplasty. Didn't have to open up my nose, which the other doctor would have had to. Goes in, just chisels away a tiny little, what did he call it? Like a dolphin fin or something? There's a better technical term for it, but it it rhymed with dolphin. Sounded like dolphin. There was a dolphin reference. What word rhymes with dolphin? He'll know it. Golfin. Shut up. So, um... It all worked out well. I had no bruising, you guys, but I did all the things. If anyone out there is looking to get a nose job and you want to have some hacks and you need some hacks, hit me up because I promise you when I say there's a little bit of commitment prior to, you're rolling your eyes, but believe me when I say I for years looked into this stuff. I lost $10,000 to find the right doctor. Which was stupid. Are you kidding me? What if I went to that guy and I got botched from the nose down? Mm-hmm. Well, you wouldn't be out $10,000 for nothing. Wow. That's how much you value money. <laughs> okay. No lip. Um, I'm going to find this doctor for you. No, you had to do it. I mean, because that's the wild world of, of acting, right? It's like you never know when you're going to get something. You Deepak gotta... Dugar. Huh? Deepak. Deepak Dugar. Yeah, he was He was a legend. He was good. He's so good, He was chill. He's so chill. The surgery was so quick and easy. Again, I had no bruising, no anything, but I think that that's because, and I'll give you some quick hacks and then we'll wrap it up. Didn't think I was going to go down this path. We were supposed to do questions. We did one one question. (laughs) Okay, hold up. It's the most interesting that I saw in a matter of two seconds. Um, No coffee for two weeks. No, no, no caffeine, no alcohol for two weeks prior to. Okay. Um, Up your vitamin K. Take um, bromelain. Okay. Prior to getting the surgery, take Arnica. After the surgery, use a topical Arnica. Take the little um, Arnica that you put under your tongue. They're tiny little balls. You can get them at any natural food store. Um, they're, they're natural. And then bromelain, you guys. Bromelain it up. I'm a firm believer if you're going to do anything, whether it be fillers or anything, if you're touching your face or your body or you're getting any sort of surgery that's going to you know, trigger some sort of swelling or you know, body response that you just... You want to remedy in some way. I believe in antioxidants. Pineapple has, I think, bromelain in it, which is supposedly supposed to help with the swelling. I, I, I just need you to just sit there and listen. No lip. Um, and to be honest, it probably wouldn't hurt to go vegan during this time. Really just mitigate. Any inflammation. Mitigate, yeah. Mitigate any inflammation. Turmeric. Did you say turmeric? Oh, turmeric. That's a great one. That's a great one. No dairy. Keep it just really clean. Drink tons and tons of water. Rest. Well, vegan would mean no dairy. I got you. Right. Okay. I got you. Look at him. He's he's awake. Everyone saw saw a golden eagle, and now you're awake. I'm trying. This story's been going on for 48 minutes. <laughs> um. Okay. We covered a lot today. We covered one thing. We covered getting my period, my nose job. The PTSD around kids falling on one another before they could even say their name. What else? There was another big one. I don't oh, know anymore. Oh, goodness. Veganism with infants. I got to really go down that rabbit hole. If anyone Next has week some... on Daniela's show, Adulting Like a Mother Father, <laughs> more tales for you. <laughs> That's what happens when you ask for a little structure. I make my notepad and we just no, hit like the it. ground running. I like it. All right, guys. Um, in the meantime, if anyone has any confrontation um, in their life, stead, I like this, steadfast. That's the term, right? Just like be a boat present. Goes, just okay. be present. Listen. 
you know? Yeah. Don't, don't react out of emotion. And if you feel like you're going to, then take a step back and like give yourself some time to process so you're not speaking or reacting from your emotions. Yep. Right? Because in most cases, it's not going to be good for anybody. Correct. All right? Let the other person do that. Exactly. That's Let all. them expose themselves. That's it. That's it, guys. Um, there's your takeaways. Thanks for listening, you guys. Feel free to drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Adulting Like AMF on Instagram. But only if it's positive. Don't leave the ones that aren't positive because why? You know. Well, some constructive criticism wouldn't That's be great. bad. DM, but... DM me. Okay, DM us and also leave us five stars if you don't mind. Last thing, go to adultinglikeamotherfather.com and check out our merch, you guys. It's only available till the 15th. And the first 100 people who purchase get a free autographed Polaroid of yours truly. We'll make it interesting for you. Maybe we'll drop a little note on there. Um, and that's it. Thanks for listening. Peace. Thanks for listening to Adulting Like a Mother Father. New episodes drop every Tuesday right here, so make sure you tune in for all the goods.